Hey man, how's it going? It's it's going, man. It is going. I'm feeling good. How are you doing tonight? Doing well, doing well. Just uh, looking forward to uh, finishing this uh, this beer and kind of talk about beer and uh, how we're uh, spending our beer dollars during the uh, ongoing pandemic. So really uh, seems like uh, seems like a topic we might we might struggle with a little bit talking about beer and how we're spending our money on beer. I, I don't know if we'll have a lot of material. This is a poorly planned episode. I, I agree because it's like neither of us really actually drink. Um, yeah, yeah. We're, we're both like our friend Brandy. We don't really like beer that much. I, I will say that I'm almost positive that's most of what's in your refrigerator and uh, and not much food. Is that still the case? I uh, it, it is. Now, to be fair, the pandemic has changed things a little bit. Um, I don't... I don't go out to eat nearly as much as I did, which, I mean, that's that's pretty low bar to surpass because I used to eat out for every single meal. Um, that being said, I still can't cook. So the fridge is still largely devoid of food while, I, while the freezer has a lot more. Um, that being said, I did pick up some new beer today, one of which I am consuming. And I had to expand the number of shelves that I was using for beer in the fridge because I ran out of space on the dedicated beer shelf. So, yeah, it's it's a it's a majority of my refrigerator. And I'm feeling a little bad because uh, I know there for a while when we were uh, some of the beer stuff was going on, I would say, hey, man, I'm going to stop and bring dinner home for Jenny and I. What can I grab you? And I'd always bring you food. And so I've I've actually not done that in about a month. And I'm I'm kind of worried. You know, you look like you've lost a few pounds. Like maybe you missed some meals. So um. yeah, I think it, it's I guess it's possible. I uh, I hesitate to say this because I don't want you know anyone who listens to this or anyone else to to hate me or anything. But uh, I don't own a scale, so I haven't been able to pay attention to whether or not that's actually had an impact but um and, yeah. and uh, like our guests that uh, we'll introduce uh, uh you both suck because you're both uh, <laughs> uh skinny asses but uh, speaking of skinny asses uh mitch good to have you back hey it's great to be here yet again so uh this is how many episodes i believe this adds up to eight so, how many more than Chris? I'm pretty sure was it five or six, depending on if you count his lost episode or not. I don't think we can count the lost episode. No. <laughs> and and either way, it kind of works out, right? Because Mitch was also in the lost episode, so it's not like Chris could gain an episode with the lost one. That's for sure. True. It, the lost episode counts for me because I'm not the one who fucked it up, but it doesn't count for him because he's the one who did. <laughs> And, and realistically, only our our social justice episode, that's really the only episode that Chris has been on that he hasn't fucked up in some way. <laughs> yeah, because I guess that's the uh, – he did that one episode we had him um, – we had him on in the uh, – I'll do air quotes – the before times, you know, when we could yep. like do things in person where he said like maybe four words the entire episode. 
And then there was the fucked up episode. And then the social justice one, he brought it back. He did pretty well. He, he did a good job on the social justice one. Um, he's only yeah, slightly like to, further along. We like to give him a lot of... Uh, Go ahead. We like to give him a hard time a lot, but I will I will give him kudos. He brought it back. And the only reason I'm giving him kudos is because I know he's not going to listen to this. There we go. <laughs> I, I don't know about you all, but the most fun I have on the podcast is trolling Chris. Yeah, so yeah no, I, I agree with that. Yeah. If you're going to give him a compliment, it better be backhanded. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> So uh, we yeah, thought we'd get together and kind of talk about uh, how we've supported the the local brewery communities during the uh, COVID uh, pandemic and and where we've been buying our beer and how we've been buying our beer and and I know we've we've kind of got a system of beer muling going along where everybody kind of takes a a role here and there and whether it's picking up or, or being a transport uh, to a different city and things like that. But, uh, but as always, maybe before we do that, John, what are you drinking? So uh, right now I am drinking something uh, just released for the year. It's a seasonal. Um, just I picked it up earlier today. Uh, it is Braxton Brewing's October Fuel. It's their Oktoberfest lager. Um, I was a huge fan of this beer last year. Um, they had it still on tap uh, when I actually started working up in Northern Kentucky. Um, so kind of my first experience going to Braxton's brewery, um, I had October fuel there. So it's kind of got a soft spot for me and I'm just a fan of Oktoberfest beers in general. So um, they announced last Friday, I believe. So just a couple days ago. Um, that they were going to release it again for the season. So I was pretty excited about that. They had some other beers coming out um, yesterday that I wanted to order as well. So I put in an order and, and got my, my first October fuel of the season. Pretty excited. It's very good. Another excellent batch. I know Mitch says, has said at times he's not as big a fan of the Oktoberfest beers. I like them, but... I'm kind of picky about them. So uh, one of my favorite breweries, I'm not as big a fan of their regular Oktoberfest beer, but when they do a special one, I really like it. And a couple of the others in the Lexington and Cincinnati area are good. But I, I think the Braxton one is is really one of the best Oktoberfest uh, beers going. And, and consistently every year, it, it's really good quality. Yeah, I think uh, last year's was the first time that I had it. And I think kind of right off the bat, it was one of the better ones that I had had. Um, I know prior to moving, um, I've had most of the ones throughout the Lexington area. Some were good, some were okay, some were kind of bad. But uh, yeah, the Braxton one, I think really kind of took it up to a, to another level and so i was pretty excited when uh, when i saw the announcement that they'd be releasing it again and figured i'd, I'd start the ball early and, and get my fix and i'm sure it'll be the first of many october fuels that i'll, I'll have in the coming months so mitch what are you drinking tonight i'm drinking the cutaway ipa from the tennessee brew works they are 
based out of Nashville, Tennessee. And I actually picked it up coming back from a camping trip that I did down in southern Tennessee, kind of right on the Alabama border. Went down for a cave trip to a new area that I hadn't been to previously. Um, and I know you guys had seen some pictures of it. We might share some of those in the show notes. But it was I was down there doing some socially distant caving with friends where we were we were camping, disp- like dispersed camping, staying remote, hitting these caves where it was just our group. And then on the drive back, we had uh, just me and one of the girls from the group rode together and we were driving back and we found the Tennessee Brew Works and they had prior to mask ordinances and mandatory social distancing in the state of Tennessee, they were doing everything right. They were mandatory masks, they outdoor seating only. Uh, they had entirely shut down their, their indoor seating area, like single person in the bathroom, like all kinds of, they really cracked down all kinds of restrictions. And we were like, this is a place we want to go. This is where we want to show support, spend our dollars at. Uh, so we grabbed a meal, sat outside at a picnic table, a little little ways away from everyone else. Um, and then I grabbed a handful of beers to go, a few different six packs. And their cutaway IPA is a rye IPA. And I know I've told the two of you, I'm a huge fan just about anything rye. Like a rye beer, I'm on board with. A rye whiskey, fucking love. Rye bread, it's the best kind of sandwich. So it's when I saw this, it wasn't available on tap. I couldn't try it. I ordered the six-pack knowing I would like it, and it did not let me down. I'm really happy to be drinking it tonight. So inquiring minds want to know, on those late-night egg sandwich uh, binges, I, I don't know that I've seen that on rye bread. Wouldn't that be perfect on rye bread? Oh, it would be phenomenal on rye bread. I don't usually keep a ton of bread in the house, which is, I try to I try to eat healthier. I usually don't, and just cutting out carbs when I can is what I do. So I usually don't have a ton of bread. It's usually whatever bread is left over from some sort of trip that I went on where it's uh, sandwiches are the easy go-to meal. You just throw a handful of them in the cooler. And you can pull them out throughout the day or throughout the weekend. Whatever bread is left is what I usually make those sandwiches with. So uh, I love the uh, so I make beer cheese at Christmas, and I love the Pepperidge Farm extra thin slice rye bread. And so yep. I have that with the beer cheese, and I would think that would be perfect with one of the late night egg sandwiches. It really would, and I think I might, since you called me out, I might have to do that for the next the next late-night phone call that you have inevitably turned in before the egg sandwiches make their appearance. Yeah. But we'll send you a picture in these, the Two group th- chat that we have on Signal that Plums is not a that part Plums of. That Plums is not part of. Yeah, and, and that... Uh, you, you know, two thirty, three o'clock in the morning is just too late for me for an egg sandwich or anything else, uh, <laughs> unless I'm in uh, Key West listening to uh, uh, loud music and uh, drinking cerveza at a uh, at a cool establishment. So that's fair. That's fair. It's either that or perhaps you're standing in the doorway as Pearl needed to go out in the middle of the night. 
That's that's been 4 a.m. You know, what I should start doing is just checking in on the video chat to see if anybody is still on it when I let Pearl out at 3.30 or 4 in the morning, for sure. Oh, and you the grass, really should. You really the, should. The, the grass in your yard isn't going to sniff itself, Mark. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> Jenny let her out last night, or the night before last at 4, and she didn't do anything. And this morning at 4, she whined and whimpered and and cried and barked and i got up and she just needed to sniff the fucking grass so uh yeah i'm a i'm a big fan of uh four in the morning uh dog walks uh, speaking of uh what i'm drinking uh nice segue um so um John, one of the things we'll talk about is beer muling, and uh, so I will be beer muling some beer to you. We both mm-hmm. have a four-pack. Um, um, actually, I have a three-pack now since I've opened one of the new Country Western, which I think this is the – it says Volume 8, so this is the eighth version a collaboration between uh, John's former Home Away From Home, Country Boy Brewing. And my home away from home, West Six Brewing, and um, they always do something cool, call it Country Western, and um, this year it is a Imperial Milk Stout with cinnamon, graham, brown, sugar, and lactose. Did I miss anything, John? Uh, I think that's it. No, I think think you hit him, yeah. I and don't think you did because the description sounds like a bowl of cinnamon toast crunch and milk, and that hit all of it. Exactly. And so uh, that's how they describe it. They've even on their social media have a picture of cinnamon toast cereal with the beer can in it. I just put up the exact same picture. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, I've I had it. Uh, I've had the past two years, I think. Um, always really liked it. And so when, uh, when I saw the announcement that the next one was coming out, I was like, I, I really need to get some of that. And, um, it was funny, the timing, um, kind of the segue maybe to some of the beer muling is I have a crowler in my fridge right now. Actually, I have two crowlers in my fridge. Uh, one is for you, Mark, and one is for our good friend, Brandy down in Lexington. And um, I had sent Brandy the post uh, on the West Six Twitter account about the Country Western releasing. She was like, oh, that sounds really good. I think I remember having that before. I'm going to have to go get some. And I was like, you get some, let me know. And we'll uh, we'll do like the uh, very distant beer swap with one another uh, between those two. So. Yeah, and she um, she reached out to me. I think we were both uh, chatting on Signal uh, about the same time, and I'm like, yeah, just grab one for me, and we'll figure it out. And uh, I happen to need to be in Lexington on uh, Monday morning, and uh, so I sent her a text and said, could you set it out on the porch? So Yeah, you uh, guys were both, like, uh, tied up at the same time, so, yeah, I've uh, – I've still, uh, I, I did her a solid yesterday, really kind of helped her out with something. And so uh, I have her on the hook to 
send me the video from her Nest doorbell camera of you picking up beer from her porch. Yeah, and like I think I mentioned to you, I think I stumbled on the porch when I was coming around. <laughs> well, we'll, so, we'll find out. I sent her a reminder. Uh, so hopefully I should get that soon. So it was early in the day. It was uh, 9.30-ish. So uh, it was too early for me anyway to be day drinking unless I was uh, in the tropics. And so, uh, so yeah, so I, I think I just, I distinctly remember uh, a, a stumble. So uh, maybe that was just psychosomatic because I was picking up uh, two four packs of, uh, of beer. So anyway, this is, uh, yeah. yeah, this is, this one is terrific. So um, I do like darker beers. I like stouts. I'm not a fan of, of heavy coffee. I like all the other flavors. Um, I love porters. I like interesting porters. I like porters that have kind of uh, cool ingredients. We've we've talked about Listerman that has uh, uh, a peanut butter one, and they will occasionally do a peanut butter and jelly one. Uh, had one bad one, but the rest were, were really good. And then... Um, you know, I, I don't know if, if you can, you, you certainly can't characterize it as a dark, but John, I know you and I like the, the La Tortuga, which is a dark lager. And, mm-hmm. and so, um, I like the Schwartz beers and the dark lagers as well. So, uh, I wouldn't drink this usually, um, in, in quantity in the summer, but certainly for uh, a night talking to two cool dudes like you all, uh, it's it's a great sipping beer and it's got a lot of flavor. You're John. You're gonna you're gonna love it. Yeah, I'm I'm excited about it. Uh, I'd also like to point out that you can only say cool dudes like you all because uh, unlike last episode, we don't have Chris here for this one. Um, otherwise, that would be a little too inclusive, maybe of what you just said. He did he did specifically say two cool dudes like you? So he still could have exactly. said that last episode and just. That's not made eye contact with Chris. It's a good point. It's a good yeah, point. I Although would not have. then it then it's a but then it's a toss-up of like where does each video feed from Discord end up on Mark's screen, right? Because I'd be like, oh, well, I'm yeah. on the top. I'm on the top left and he's not looking at me, but it could be different. I, I hey, can I can promise unfair. you that if Chris is on here, you two are the cold dudes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm I'm more thinking it would almost be unfair to, you know. Um, get Chris's hopes up like that is all I'm saying. I'm, I'm looking out for him. You're so, a good friend, a good God. Friend. You really are. You're a great friend. <laughs> I am. I'm the best. Yeah. Yeah. But no, I'm, I'm excited. Uh, I'm excited for it. I haven't talked to Brandy yet to see, uh, to see her thoughts on that one. But I it, didn't it think Brandy like liked beer. Yeah, I didn't think Brandy liked beer. Yeah, you know, I wouldn't either. It's funny. It's funny. I'll tangent slightly to, uh, to share that I had a... Uh, a, I had the beer actually that you mulled up for me um, last week, maybe the week before. Oh, no, no, Mitch, Mitch mulled it up. Um, the Mirror Twin beer, yeah, and it was a double dry hopped IPA. And I had sent it to Brandy, like a, a picture of the the can, and she was like, "That sounds gross." And I was like, this sounds like your perfect beer. Like, are, do, are you crazy? And she was like, double dry hopped? I bet that would be just horrible. I'm like, no, it's just really flavorful and not bitter at all. You would think it was great. 
And it was like, you could tell from the text that she's thinking I'm insane, right? So uh, just a couple hours ago, she sent me a video on Signal. Um, she's sitting on her couch drinking a low beam from West 6. And in the video, she zooms in on the part of the can for a low beam that says it's a double dry hopped New England IPA. Yep. <laughs> and I was like, ah, oh, what do you what do you know? Um, so, yeah, she doesn't like beer and she definitely doesn't like uh, double dry hopped hazy IPAs. Yeah, the uh, the the low beam this year is really tasty. It really is. I had that up down at the farm, and it was really good. I I quite enjoyed it. Added on draft, we were able to uh, meet up with a couple coworkers and stay socially distant. One of them was uh, uh, actually a former podcast guest, Chris Forsyth. He joined us last episode, and he's uh spends a lot of time down at the farm if you uh checked out the last episode he mentioned his uh his bluebirds trail down there you know you can check out his website that should be up by the time this episode airs maybe potentially i'm gonna i'm gonna <laughs> laugh if it's not it's gonna be so big <laughs> the challenge is what? uh he's not given me any words so uh yeah. I think I, I think we even threw shade at him, Mark, in the episode with plums, if I recall correctly. We did. Because I made did. the I made the website for plums. Yeah. And you know, I texted plums and was like, hey, just can you send me just a few sentences, like a little write-up about you that I'll put on the website? And he's like, sure. And ten minutes later he sent me what he wanted on there. It was it was a great experience. I don't know why it's so hard. I mean, he wasn't writing about like anything super complex, like bluebirds or anything. So, it could be different. <laughs> I, I may and just put something that. up. So I, 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 may, I may just do that and 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 move it along. Yeah, to circle back around, um, La Tortuga. I actually have a can of it in my fridge at the moment that I'm also looking forward to trying. Mark, I know uh, that was a partial payment for some gear that I made for you and. That I had dropped off, so I'm oh, really saying I still owe you money. Is that what you're saying? Partial payment? Well, no. It's the payment is now made in full. It was part of the total payment. I'm, I'm just I got with more you. than one. I got more than the one can. Ah, but actually, I might I might have played that wrong. I think I should have said, "Yeah, that was partial payment. You still owe me." But <laughs> yeah, you could have gotten <laughs> some good stuff. I should have. Yep. Had I been quicker, <laughs> I could have gotten it. <laughs> Lucky for you, I've got some more work for you, so uh, so there'll be more <laughs> payment. Yeah, I think you'll uh, I think you'll like the uh, dry tortuga. I mean, um, it's good. It's, it's really good. good. Um, yep. It's it's more expensive than uh, than maybe it it ought to be, but uh, it's it's a it's a good tasting beer, good texture, uh, plenty of richness to it, and <laughs> It's a lager, so it's one of those that when you don't know what you want, you can grab it and you're like, wow, that was good. Yeah. yeah. So um, I think we were going to talk about uh, during this pandemic how we're, uh, how we're getting our beer, how we're spending our, our beer money and supporting the – the local brewing community. I know, I know most of us are not, uh, um, we don't support the, the big companies and, and we try to, 
try to support the the folks in our area. Some sometimes are similar, and and some of us are also in different areas. But I, I know a common thread because it was around the corner from our office is is Braxton, and so Braxton Brewing for the entire pandemic, and they continue on. Uh, at least has a Thursday beer caller special and a Saturday morning caller special every single week. And they've periodically peppered in a Monday special and some other things. And they, they seem to, while, while they certainly have impacted some of their employees, they took care of all their employees and they, uh, they seem to have found a formula that, uh, that they've continued to create uh, demand, interest, and enthusiasm related to their beer offerings. Yeah, it's, it's, I follow, you know, a lot of the breweries um, up here back in central Kentucky where I used to live and, and just kind of all over, you know, sprinkled about different ones that I've been to. And really kind of the prevailing theme I've noticed is that Braxton really was able to sort of pivot very well, very quickly. Um, they've had technical difficulties um, in some instances in making yes, that they pivot, have. Um, which, you know, <laughs> making a website and selling shit online is not their forte. Uh, making beer is their forte. So understandable. Um, frustrating at times, but understandable. Um, but yeah, they've, I think they've really killed it with continuing to innovate every week and really drumming up kind of excitement that I don't know if you would otherwise have. Um, I mean, I know I personally, almost every single Thursday, like I'm blocking my calendar at 9am. I'm, I'm lining up multiple devices because we now know that they do their online queuing system by IP address. And so I'll have like something on my Wi-Fi network, something on my Wi-Fi network, but through my VPN, I'll have a phone on the cellular network. You know, I'm like, I'm invested in trying to get that beer. And, uh, you know, it's it's exciting. And it's it's something kind of look forward to when I can't go sit at the tap room and just sample a bunch of new beers. Um, and that's a huge part of why, you know, almost all of my business has pretty much been to Braxton. Um, they're also close, which is extremely helpful. I can literally roll down the hill and be there in just a few minutes. But um, it's been exciting that every week they have something new that I'm going to go buy. And usually, you know, I almost never go down there and just pick up one crowler that's the weekly crowler. So I'll, you know, buy that on Thursday and I'll throw in a six pack of one of their standard beers, maybe a labs four pack if there's something good, whatnot. Um, and, and one of the cool things they did that I didn't even, I didn't even know about it kind of caught me off guard was I went down there uh, last week to, to pick up the Thursday beer. And I walked up to the counter and said, Hey, I got some to go orders to pick up. And, um, you know, they pulled up my order number that I gave to them. We're looking at my information and they were like, Oh, so, is, so this is your email address. And she like wrote it off. And I was like, yeah, it's, it's me. And she like goes over to a, to a box um, and like digs through a couple of things in there. And she hands me a, a $30 gift card. And she was like, yeah, we, we kind of track like all the business we did kind of when, you know, the shutdown started and things got like really crazy there for a little while. And, you know, like all the people who kind of supported us, 
a, a good bit during those like couple of months, like March, April. Um, you know, we just want to like give you a little something to say, like, thank you for that. So I thought that was pretty cool too that they they did that. Um, granted, I'm, I mean, I went there like literally every week and probably spent a good bit of money. So yeah, I'm sure it's not like putting them out or anything, but, uh, you know, it was, it was kind of a nice gesture and, and I don't necessarily know that too many businesses would kind of do that to say like, Hey, we want to thank people who, who came here during times when we were kind of trying to sort out what the hell we're going to do during things being crazy. I yep. do, I do know that every time that I picked up beer, um, they didn't know I drove up for an hour away to pick up beer, but they were uh, super uh, friendly when they brought it out and they mm-hmm. thanked you for supporting them every single time. So, so yep. certainly very gracious. Yep. And yeah. I have something I've seen from them prior to the pandemic. They, I know I had told you guys um, when I would go there, I initially signed up on my phone, like, to connect to their guest Wi-Fi, you just had to put in an email address and you accept the terms and conditions and you were allowed on and they didn't spam you with any any bullshit or anything like that. But just one day, I got an, I went there for an evening after work because it was right down the street from the office. And then a couple hours after I left, I got an email from them. It was like one of the first emails I ever got. And it was just a, hey, we've seen that you've been hanging out at our at our tap room a lot here's a coupon for a growler fill of any of our beers for $6. So that seems like that was one thing that just really struck me. Like they did it back then when everything was good and they were like, Hey, we care about people that care about us. And then they continued that philosophy through the pandemic and in a different way through different you know, reward benefits or whatever you want to call them. And they, they really seem to care about their, their employees and their customers. Yeah. And, and I think they've been pretty public about how they have been able to, they, they did lay off some staff, but they, they've been pretty public about how well they could take care of their, their team members and how they were bringing people back and, and such. Yep, and, they had yeah, because special limited release dark charge offerings. They kept, you know, they air quotes in the basement, but they did their their dark charge relief fund where it was like you could donate money, and then they pulled they pulled all the special bottles they were saving for like a special occasion. They pulled them out and said, "Hey, now is the time to sell these," and all the proceeds aren't going to us they're going to the employees that we had to lay off that need the money right now and that was super cool because that was that was good beer they could get a a lot of money for and they could pocket all of it but they said we're not gonna do that we're gonna take care take care of the people that need it the most right now and i think yeah you have to figure there was go ahead I was just going to say, you have to figure there, there was a master plan for that beer, right? Like they weren't holding on to that for nothing. Right. And uh, they were, they were very willing to kind of scrap those plans to help out their employees. And, and to your point, Mark, um, and to Mitch's, uh, the, the Braxton, like I, I sign up for their, their emails as well. Cause they send something out, you know, when those new special beers go live every Thursday and Saturday, 
Um, but they really don't spam you otherwise, but they send out now sort of like a, a weekly newsletter every Friday. That's just sort of like, uh, here's what's been going on in the land of Braxton with what we've been working on, what we've been struggling with all across the board from, you know, making new beers to dealing with trying to help out their employees, that kind of thing. And it's, it's been nice to get that sort of like insider view and see what they're trying to do to be right by the people who have supported them. Um, I think that's super cool. And that they're not, you know, spamming the shit out of you every other day with, you know, just garbage that you don't care about too. So um, I, I really feel like they're doing a great job of making that connection with their community without just, you know, turning it into, for lack of a more eloquent phrase, just a marketing shithole that you're going to hit the unsubscribe button on. And that that weekly email, John, to me feels like a conversation with me, and and I think that's yeah. that's the cool part. Um, I will say it is a little disappointing that they don't spam the shit out of us since we both, when we go there, use G dot net outlook dot com to log in. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's uh, our our former coworkers' uh, email address is personal one and. Yeah, every single time I sign up for Wi-Fi anywhere that I see a splash portal that it's apparent that I don't need to respond to anything they send me. I just have to provide a valid email address. I use his. So, yeah. Um, I, I'd like to think, Mark, he's getting a lot of spam from other places. Sure. But sure. Uh, not not from Braxton. No. What was that email one more time? G dot uh, be- outlook.com. And, and, <laughs> and so all of our... We, we encourage all of our, our listeners to use, use that when they log into places at breweries and such. So both of our listeners can do that now. <laughs> I've, uh, I've been doing this for years, by the way, ever since he centralized on that email address and told me about it. And uh, I have never even alluded to him that this is a thing that I do. So every time he bitches to me about the amount of spam email floating around on the internet, because we... Um, in our former life where we worked together and then now separately we have managed email services. So we're pretty fluent in the language of email. Um, every time I hear him just bitch about what a cesspool email is because all the spam, I, I feel kind of warm and fuzzy inside because I know that I'm a big part of his problem. And uh, Remember how earlier Mitch said I was a really good friend? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, um I didn't start doing it until John told me the story. So, uh, so yeah, fun stuff. And, and Mitch, just so you know, I, Dove is part of the family, and uh, we're, we're cool with uh, with her puppy dreams in the uh, the background. That uh, that adds character to our podcast. Dove was the office mascot when we had an office, and she is the uh, cutest little dog. And. Uh, just, uh, just not the same. I, I got to see her the other day, uh, briefly at a uh, uh, social distanced uh, beer event. Mitch and I both uh, stopped by and and had a beer at uh, the West Six Farm, and so uh, uh, we miss having Dove in the office several times a week. Uh, but uh, but she's a cool pup. And she actually had woken up and was like shaking, you know, just waking up and stretching as you started to say your name, which she couldn't hear. I'm wearing headphones for the listeners that can't see us. 
but I did I did stand up and snag her off the couch. Good deal. <laughs> well, she's she's a sweetie. So, um, so I know that uh, from my perspective, I've continued to support uh, West Six. Um, that's kind of my home away from home, and I have beer muled uh, beer up to to John and to Mitch. Uh, the strawberry Kolsch was a was a big hit for uh, for Mitch, and um, tried to tried to do that, and and then also Mirror Twin. So so Mirror Twin is I've always enjoyed their beer. They're not in that um, direct path that some of the breweries are in in Lexington, and and honestly, I I forget about them. And uh, ultimately, then I, I find my way back over there, and I'm I'm disappointed in myself that I uh, have forgotten about them for so long. The the La Tortuga is an example of that. Uh, John and I got a beer on Memorial Day that was a uh, New England IPA with pear and cinnamon. John, yeah, pear and cinnamon. That was really Fantastic. really good. And then. Um, um, Mitch, I think I gave you a double mango, uh, Imperial IPA in that package of beers that I gave you, um, which I really enjoyed it as well. John picked the double hopped, uh, what was the name of it? We were just talking about. I think it was the double. I think it was the double mosaic monster. I the believe double mosaic the monster. So yeah, yeah so yeah, that, that one appealed less out. to me, and and the the double mango appealed more to me, and so I, yep. I grabbed uh, that. Yeah, you gave me the double mango monster, which I have in my fridge, like in the queue, ready to drink here soon. Next next time we're on a call together. I uh, I had one of those out on the the. Uh, back gravel area and uh, it was really good I, I enjoyed it it was it was good um other Lexington breweries I know that that uh, John and I have uh, done some some uh, ethereal business mm-hmm. over the uh, over the pandemic so I've run through there and grabbed some for me and uh, some for John. Um, couple times, and uh, so tried to support them as well. There's a bunch of other breweries in Lexington, and and honestly, I gravitate towards the the West Six and Braxton type ones. Ethereal is another one that um, stumbled in there years ago, and they treat you like family, and. Uh, not to overshare to to but but John and I've been there before and and really really had a big day in terms of of the beer we've had access to and what the cost of that beer was and and really enjoyed the hospitality I I I I have such a fond memory mark uh one of my favorite days was uh a day that you and I went down to Ethereal, um, met some friends there, hung out for probably about three hours. Um, I think my tab was $5 uh, when I went to leave Ethereal. Um, suffice to say, in three hours, I, I probably drank a good bit more than that. 
And then uh, a friend we had met at Ethereal was going to work at another brewery and had left their cup there, their coffee cup. So I took the cup and headed over to another brewery and delivered the cup and then stayed there for a few hours and had more beers, at which point when I went to leave, they wouldn't let me pay. So I left like $15 on the bar as a tip and then uh, and then went home. And I was like, I had a fantastic day. I spent the entire day out and I spent 20 bucks, um, like half of which they, you know, wasn't even what I was charged that I just, I left money because I feel bad sitting there, but you know, really great people uh, who, who kind of take care of you. And, and I know we've talked before too, Mark, you know, we go to some of these places and we kind of organize like a big shindig and I say, we, it's you, but um, you know, a big shindig is kind of organized and like lots of people show up and they get lots of business and it's, 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 it's cool, but sure. It's, it's, nice a, it's a win-win, but it's nice that they take care of the loyal people. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And you kind of develop that good relationship because then you, you want to go to those places, both because they have good beer and because you're like, oh, like, I really hope so-and-so is working so we can hang out. I haven't seen him in a little bit, kind of kind of catch up. And, you know, while we get to do some things like pick up curbside and special beer releases and that sort of thing, um, that's, that's definitely one of the aspects I miss the most is getting kind of to hang out and see some of the people who work there that uh, you get to become kind of good friends with. So I'm yeah. looking forward to that at some point again. In, in fact, um, Chris over at Ethereal, you, you know, I I pick when I go there because he's there because I enjoy our conversations and, yep. and uh, I don't know many other people at Ethereal. Uh, West Six is a little different in that I know everybody, so – I don't worry as much about, you know, when I would go and things like that. Mm-hmm. But uh, but certainly that uh, that feeling like you're part of the family. And, and, and honestly, so I started the kind of the the craft brew geek uh, brand f- from the standpoint of I wanted to tell that story of of it wasn't about the beer. It was about the experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that was um, that was again one of the big reasons why I would go to to Country Boy so much when I lived in uh, in Georgetown. You know, obviously it's right there, which was nice, but there were other options. You know, there are other places in Georgetown, uh, a couple other breweries, a decent number of bars. But I would go to Country Boy just because I knew so many people who were there. Um, who were super cool, super friendly, who would take care of you because, you know, you were kind of a regular face um, in there before. So it was that's that was kind of who I wanted to support. Um, and it, it really kind of makes a big difference. Yeah, absolutely. Along those lines, I know someplace the three of us have gone, uh, but John, the two of us, I know we've spent many a late night across the street from our old office at gypsies in Covington, mm-hmm. we would, we'd be working and it'd be, you know, a long day as many of them are. And then you're just like, one of us would look at the other person and would just be like, you look like you need a beer. And we'd be like, yeah, yeah, we kind of do. And we'd walk across the street for, you know, a beer and we'd have, have, we'd have a beer and then we'd, 
someone would just be like, hey, I'll, I'll do a second if you will. And we'd twist each other's arms. And then suddenly it would be 1230, 1 o'clock in the morning. Like we had a whole night of twisting each other's arms like, oh, you want another one? I'll have another one. And then it was just like, Where oh, shit. But like we always went there and it was like we had like we knew the bartenders. The bartenders knew like our, our manager. And when the opportunity arose to give our manager a hard time and to pull a legitimate prank on him, he was all in. Like it's that experience where you're part of the family. And for those of you that are regular listeners, that would be the Budweiser and Fat Tire discussion <laughs> on a previous episode. Yeah. Yeah, Gypsies, Gypsies honestly is, in my mind, one of those places that um, really fits the the bill of just, like, being a cool place where you get to know people. Um, Gypsies was, like, sort of my, like, dive bar haunt of choice. I mean... It, it was not uncommon that there'd be a week that went by and it was like Monday through Thursday. Like I went to gypsies every single night and then it'd be Saturday and I'd be like, I got nothing going on. Guess I'll roll down to gypsies and just, you know, hang out for a few hours. And yeah. You get to know like every single person who goes in there, everybody who works there. It was a, it was a cool place. I uh, I'm I'm very much looking forward to to getting to hang out at Gypsies again at some point. I did see. Yep. I know none of us are going to do this this soon, but I did see that uh, they they posted today on social media that they hope to be open again on the eleventh. Yeah, that's. I hope the best for them, and it it kills me to not give them support. But yeah, I just. Even um, even the last couple times that I've gone to pick up stuff at uh, at Braxton's, like the Thursday beer releases, um, they go on sale at nine a.m. Uh, you can buy them, and then uh, what they say is that hey, you can pick these up starting at uh, noon when we open on Friday. And so a lot of times, you know, I'll uh, I'll take my lunch break and I'll run down the hill go to, to Braxton, pick up my beer. And there's nobody around. And when you walk in the door, they're like, oh, hey, you want like a table? And I'm like, man, it would be so nice to just like hang out on the rooftop. You know, it's all nice out and like have a couple beers. But I'm just like, I'm just, I'm not, I'm not feeling like we're at that place where that's something I want to do just yet. So I, you know, pick up my beer and I go home. So yeah, I, I, I definitely feel bad not being able to do that. And I wish that I could, but uh, hopefully, hopefully at some point sooner rather than later. And the, the challenge at gypsies is just how small it is, how small a place. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's packed in there and it's, it's the long narrow bar, right? So if anybody has to walk by you, like they're walking right by you. Yep. I have, I have not been to gypsies since, but I have been to Braxton once and it was uh, a good friend of mine that I go caving with. She's part of, like, there's a group of us where it's like we've kind of made a pact to, for the most part, socially distance amongst ourselves. Like, it is, we know we're going caving. We know we can't isolate in the cave because, like, there's no moving air. So the six-foot rule really doesn't apply because there's no HVAC. There's no gust of wind. Like, it is someone exhales those water particulates are in the air 
that virus is there, the person that's 20 feet behind you still crawls through the same passage. And it is like, we're, we're very honest with ourselves with what we do and who we see and what it is. Um, so the, I went with her to Braxton once. It was on a Monday night. And we're like, if they're not dead, we're not going. We walked in the front door. There was one other table inside. And you guys know how big it is. There was two people at one table. So we walked up to the bar, sat at the opposite side of that restaurant. And we were there for a while. And like one other couple came in and they walked upstairs to the rooftop. And it was about a month or so ago. It was hot out. But eventually it cooled down during the evening. And we were like, hey, let's go upstairs. Let's go to the rooftop. And there were like four different parties of like two to three people each spread out throughout the rooftop. And we were like, we can do this. This is all right. But the only reason we could, I think, is because it was a Monday. Like you go there on a Thursday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday weekend. I, I can't speak for sure because I haven't been there, but I'd imagine they are packed. And it's like, I don't yeah. want to find out if they are or not because that's, I don't want to put myself in that position. I uh, I went down there two or three weeks ago on uh, like a mid afternoon on a Saturday um, to pick up an order from Thursday that I hadn't gotten to yet. Mm-hmm. And um, when I got down there, I uh, I knew it was going to be busier than I would like because all of the parking spots, like right in front of the brewery, mm-hmm. were full. Um, I had to go park somewhere else. And when I walked up, I could, I could bypass the line cause I wasn't waiting for a table, but there was like a line of people out the door, uh, waiting to kind of interact with like the, um, person acting as a hostess inside yep. who seats everybody. Yeah. And I was just like, I would definitely not want to be hanging out in here right now. But, uh, my experience when I normally go, you know, during weekdays, pre five o'clock because I don't want it to be busy at all. Um, it's, it's usually pretty dead inside. So I, you're, you're definitely right. Um, if that's, if you're going to go like that's the time to do it for sure. Yep. Yeah. And it was, it was worked out perfect because my friend lives in Covington on fifth street. So it was like literally a stone throw from our office. And I used to meet up with her like at least once a week. And it was like, just super cool. We'd go to Frida for taco Tuesday. Mm -hmm. We'd go to Braxton, do all kinds of stuff. And then it was like, since quarantine happened, like we haven't been working, like she's been, or not having been working. We haven't been working from the office. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) She's been working from home. I've been working from home and it was just like, neither of us were going out and like, neither of us really wanted to. So it was like, we had our one night out and we were like, Oh, we picked a right day of the week to do this. We really did. (laughs) Yeah. And I have, uh, I've I've the only place I've been I've been in a whole paycheck and been in um at Wessex Farm and the only time I, I go to Wessex Farm is I had somebody text me and said nobody's here. And and while I don't wish that on Wessex, that's kinda you know, my my need is for the crowd to be incredibly light for me to feel comfortable to go. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, even 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 ordering like 
to go food. It's like I try to do it when I know there's not going to be a lot of people around for the same reason. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, Mitch, I know that uh, you've picked up some stuff for me. So, so places in the Cincinnati area, where, where, where have you spent your money besides Braxton? So, Braxton, again, like I know we've talked about them. They've been my big one just because they have been doing a lot of really innovative beer releases on a regular basis. And that's one thing I've been a huge huge fan of a lot of Cincinnati breweries. And I don't think most of them have come close to Braxton when it comes to doing quality small batch releases on a regular basis. Oh, for um, sure. I know I, yeah. Yeah. Braxton has absolutely killed it with that. They do like a hundred crowler limit, like twice a week for different releases. And then they have limited like four pack releases most weeks not every one and it's just like no one has come close to that but what i've been doing um i've been doing a lot of mad tree i know i've picked some up for you from them and i was actually just looking at their site today there's a few more things i think i'd like to pick up so i'll probably do another beer run here in the next few days uh, through their drive through pick some stuff up to go they before covid i used to go there because they're less than a mile away from my place I used to go there multiple times, maybe not multiple times a week on average, but there'd be many weeks where it was multiple times and at least once a week on average. Um, and they have, they've always had like outstanding releases on draft, like small batch stuff in their tap room to try really loved it. Um, but like kind of since COVID and the quarantine kind of took place, I feel like they've scaled a lot of that back and they They've really just been focusing on their core lineup, which is I've been a little disappointed to see. Like, I think they could have taken advantage. They did a great job of doing um, multiple vans, like refrigerated vans, driving around the greater Cincinnati area to neighborhoods further away to to service those, those people that couldn't make the drive out to the tap room just to pick up a to-go order of whatever they had in cans at the time. So they would drive out. They'd post what neighborhoods they were in. You could follow the van live like on their website and see where it was. And if it's in your neighborhood, if it's on your street, you just walk outside as they get near your house and you can flag it down and it's the adult ice cream truck. It's like, I don't think they, they play the music. But I was going to ask what song that, they played. Yep, outside of the music, they were the adult ice cream truck. But I've been getting some of their stuff from the tap room as they release interesting stuff, and I've still been ordering their their core lineup. Their Psychopathy is an outstanding IPA. I really like that. I, I honestly think Psychopathy is probably one of my favorite like core IPA beers. From yep, any of the I, local breweries. Yeah. Yep. I know a lot of people like Truth from Rheingeist. It's that's their core IPA, and it's a great IPA. I can't complain at all, but I'd I'd think I'd rake psychopathy a little bit above that. I really like it. I'd, I'd agree with that. Yeah. I know we talked in uh, the last episode, uh the black is beautiful uh beer. Before that there was the resilience IPA. It was the same kind of thing where a lot of breweries like collaborated or not collaborated, but like use the same recipe with their own spin on it. 
and the Resilience IPA, I talked to a couple of the bartenders and one of the brewers at Mad Tree, and they were like, it's really funny. It's like the recipe is almost identical to the recipe they used for Psychopathy. Psychopathy, like yeah. The, yep. The, like the recipe that was released, they were like, that's pretty much what we do for our core IPA. I, I could see that because uh, so Resilience was not kind of my favorite style, but I I bought it everywhere I could to be supportive. But mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, I could I could see that that those are very similar. So not to put you on the spot, but um, but he's gonna power through and do it anyway. I'm well, gonna, you're gonna. It. I'm gonna power through <laughs> anyway. So 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 Mitch did beer mule me some uh, street pops, which was a collaboration yep. with a popsicle company. Yep. It's a tart wheat ale. Um, I still have a couple of those left. I like it. Good stuff. So so I'm curious. Have you had their danger sloth? That's a Mexican lager, or have you had the Share the Love, which is a gosa with mango, raspberry, and sea salt? I have not, and that's what I was looking at today about trying. The Share the Love. Like, so, for uh, listeners who don't know me, I have been a hardcore IPA fan. I have not liked any tart beers, any sours in my drinking career, because that's what it is. It's a career. Until until recently, I've had a few a few tart beers. I've had a couple sours, a couple sours that I've liked, and I'm starting to reevaluate things. So I believe it was a kickboard that I got you that was a collaboration with Street Pops. It's a Street Pops being a local Oakley popsicle company here that does really good stuff. I've had their popsicles. And it, like being a like a tart wheat ale, I'm like, oh, it's tart. I'm not gonna like it. But I've I've been introduced to a few tarts, a couple sours that I like, and I'm just like starting to rethink things that I had previously written off on what I might like. So I was looking at that. I was looking at the the goza. I'm like, ooh, I might have to pick some of this up. So I've got. I've been building a, a mental shopping list for uh, Mad Tree. So does the dark lager appear to uh, appeal to you at all? Not at the moment. Okay. I really want to try the La Tortuga first, and I think a lot of it will depend on how I feel about that because I've never been blown away from by a lager and the price they're charging for that. I'd rather put that money towards something that I know I'll really enjoy. And and just just a level set for you. Mm-hmm. These prices are fucking bargains compared to what John and I've been paying for Mirror Twin beers. Oh, they are. Like I've been like the Mad Tree, the Braxton. They're all they're all great prices. But so, it's like cause I've been looking at Mirror Twin. I've been looking at Street Side. I've been looking at Listerman, like they're 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 fucking bargain. You're not wrong. Yeah. So if you were if you were wanting to split up a four pack, uh, meaning get two four packs, um, I'm in. You sold me already. I'm done. I'll I'll get them. The Gosa, (laughs) 
And then I'd prefer the dark lager, but I would try the Mexican lager. And I will save a street pop for you so that you don't have to buy one. And that way you'll you'll have one. Mm-hmm. And, cool, uh, I can do that. Yeah, so when you make your beer run, let me know. And, and just like that, on a podcast talking about how we spend our money, we've just spent some more money. And I'll be driving past your way this weekend, so I think we'll make this happen. Good deal. And I've got some uh, some other work for you that uh, that if we do that, we'll uh, we'll do that as well. Um, Good deal. So, uh, any place else you've been getting beer from? Those have really been the biggest. I've noticed. I've been underwhelmed by the innovation in a lot of Cincinnati breweries and I have spent more money at Kentucky breweries than I ever have in the past throughout this time and I think part of that's the the exposure to them that I've gotten through you guys uh, but Braxton like, I mean it's been down down the street from our office I, I didn't need you guys to, to show me them at this point but it's like with West 6 like I've gotten a couple things uh, delivered to me via beer mule and I've been really impressed by those. And I've been doing some camping down in Kentucky and I make it a point to stop by the brewery and pick up beer to go from West six along the way. Like I just got another one of their pink lemonade sours over the weekend. That's their raspberry sour with lemon. It's I think $12 for a four pack of 12 ounce cans. It's like, it's a little expensive relative, but that's, it's really good. Yeah, and and you know, back to that that earlier discussion, whether it's Braxton or West Six, you're supporting good people who uh, seem Absolutely. to do do the right thing. So, yep. All right. Well, uh, I will. I will ahead. add. It's not beer, but one of my favorite things uh, that I, I hope continues to be a cultural and legal norm post pandemic are to go cocktails. I buy the shit out of some to go cocktails from different local restaurants and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, fantastic. It, it does feel really weird. Like the first time you pick up a to go margarita and they literally hand you a plastic cup filled with margarita and ice and a straw and you just sit in your car with it and drive home and you're like, everything says that I should not do this because this is wicked illegal, but like, it's cool right now. So I guess I'll yep. do it. Um, it's it's yeah, funny but you honestly, it's, that. It, it's been cool. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a beer guy, but Jenny loves the margaritas. And so John, we've we've been buying those margaritas to go from all sorts of places, and it's just it's just strange to it's, to it's weird. It's, yeah, it it's so weird, and and you almost like I obviously um, I'm not sure if you're aware, Mark. I live extremely close to Covington. Uh, I can get there in less than ten minutes. Well, so sorry if to I want to, John, like, but uh, on, fuck you, up, fuck up. you. It, <laughs> you can get. You can get to Covington in less than ten minutes, John. That's impressive. Yeah, that's it's crazy, right? Enough to drive for like an hour or anything. It's it's crazy. There's, Nobody I likes a I, bragger. I know there's like I, a, a Braxton location in Covington, Kentucky, but I know they've also got the Barrel House. Like, how close are you to the Barrel House? 
Uh, it's funny the barrel house in Fort Mitchell is almost the exact same distance away as the main location in Covington, just in the opposite direction. I'm like smack in between both Braxtons. It's so perfect. you're be- you're between two Braxtons. I'm between two Braxtons. Yeah, it's but anyway, like- I i i bring I bring this up because I could like you know casually sip on it while driving home and like not even think about it and not you know get drunk in like seven minutes, but I don't. But it's still just, it's so weird to have that like legit open container. But some places have been doing really cool deals and some of them, it's it's a little absurd. It's like, hey, you get 32 ounces of this cocktail for like 15 bucks. And I'm like, that's actually crazy like to offer it for that price when it would be like $10 per glass at the restaurant itself. So um, interesting time. I I hope that one continues. Uh, Not beer. Didn't want tangent too much, but just thought I'd throw it out there. I I do buy a lot of to-go cocktails. Yeah. Circling back to beer. um, I know I said like for the most part, I've been heavily buying like these uh, Kentucky breweries and like occasional ones from Cincinnati around me. Like as I find something interesting, but one thing I do want to want to mention, I do a lot of camping, so I'm doing a little more travel than than I know either of you are. But I know like I'm doing what I can to stay socially distant, and I I avoid the cities, I avoid the crowds, and it's I, I find a secluded place in the woods where it's me, a couple other people maybe. We camp, we hike, we do some caves, and it's when I'm in the area. I always do what I can to find the local brewery. So whether it's the Tennessee uh, Brew Works that I'm drinking tonight, whether it's the Bridge Brew Works that's in Fayette, West Virginia, near the New River Gorge, I've uh, I've stopped in there, got some of their beers. They've got a really good rye IPA as well. Um, I'm going to go back with a growler. The next time I'm doing any kind of rappelling in that area and just stop in and get a growler to bring home. And if we can do something where I could share it with you guys, I think both of you would really like it. We can figure I just want that to point out. out that, yes, you probably are doing a bit more driving than me, Mitch. Um, uh, two weeks ago, I finally had to get the oil changed in my car, not due to mileage, but due to age. So. Uh, yep. yep, that'll happen. It's whichever comes first, and yeah, it's, it's, it's age. Mileage. For, yep, it's suddenly yeah, it's, it's age. <laughs> so, um, Mitch, where can people find you online? So, people can find me at Drunk Tweets five one three on Twitter. It is uh, my best friend and I. We more frequently pre COVID got together and would drink and would post up. Stuff that we found funny at the moment, and the next morning when you look at it, you're like, oh, that's great. <laughs> um, you can also find me at Mitch.Cottill on Instagram. I do, uh, I've do. i mentioned I've been doing hiking and caving and stuff along those lines. You can find me doing outdoor activities, bringing my, my dog Dove along as well. She's our uh, former office mascot back when we had an office we regularly went to. So you can see photos of her there as well. Yeah, and you have some uh, some great pictures from some of the caving. Uh, just just fascinating stuff. I, uh, I'm i not going down in a cave, but uh, I'll certainly live vicariously through you. Hey, nothing wrong with that. 
So, uh, John, where can people find you online? Uh, I'm, I'm in the same bed as you, Mark. I cave vicariously through Mitch uh, while I sit on my couch in my cushy apartment. That's, <laughs> that's my speed. <laughs> if, if I'm going to tough it, um, it, it means it's the winner. And I, I put some bundled wood I bought from Home Depot in the fireplace and uh, lit it with those like starter logs that ignite immediately if you breathe on them heavily. That's that's my my idea of being outdoors. But uh, no, I'm I'm still doing the the indie web thing from the last episode. So I've um, a lot of my sites that were tied to me are not in existence right now. But uh, my big one is jfabhd.com that has links to some of my other stuff. Um, probably the most active thing on there is I do have my GitHub. I recently consolidated a couple GitHub accounts into one. Um, so if you want to watch me uh, fail at coding that really shitty CLI Macedon client and a couple other projects I have ideas for, um, I know I mentioned that one back in the uh, the comment run episode with Plums. Um, all that's public on GitHub. So you can look at my, my poorly written code there. It's very exciting. Uh, how about you, Mark? Where can people find you at? The usual place, uh, craftbrewgeek.com, which just redirects you to some of my social media like Instagram. Uh, I'm also on the Twitter and the Facebook as well. So uh, the usual places uh, online. And one of these days, I will uh, I will get a cool website up that has uh, profound words on it. So, like, uh, uh, is that is it going to be like uh, Chris's words? Like, I think he's giving you a lot of articles, a lot of the, a lot of uh. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Those Maybe even an it every once in a while. Every <laughs> once in a while, an it. So, uh, Mitch, thanks again for uh, being our guest for an unprecedented uh, gazillion times more than Chris has been. I guess <laughs> it is. It has been my pleasure. I've been honored to far surpass Chris in the number of episodes I've been on. And I, I can't thank you enough for that. It's Good. it's wild though. He's been on so many more episodes than Chris, but he's ruined so many fewer. By which I mean zero. It's it's wild. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's uh, <laughs> it's it's a, a mathematical uh, conundrum, there, isn't it? It's almost like I like prioritize being here or something. I, I don't know how this works out, but somehow it magically has. You mean like maybe you were fully engaged? I mean, you one could say that. Like that maybe that's what it is. Like you didn't invite people over in the middle. That's weird. That's true. I did not you, you I did not invite my girlfriend Eva to come over. During the middle of the taping, yep. to like walk around in a reflection that You've never had a date on a podcast appearance, which is terrific. Correct. That is correct. All right, John. Uh, good seeing you as always. Uh, how many days? A hundred and forty. Uh, what? Oh, uh, now, now you've, now you've, you've. You've elucidated the the masses to the fact that we're recording this episode immediately oh, after they'll the never other episode. Math is hard. Math is hard. Nobody can figure still, it out. It's, yeah, they'd it's have still to 146. 
Yeah, there's they there's... have to remember that, and oh, you know, people. Yeah, they there, won't. There's oh, still people arguing true, but... about how COVID's not as bad as the flu, although it's exponentially many times greater deaths. So math is hard. Nobody's You're gonna wrong. figure that shit out. You're not wrong. But... Had, had no, you not okay. said that, our two listeners would have never caught on. No. No, no you're you're also, disrespecting our listeners. I I respect them too much for that. Also, I said our listeners like I'm part of the podcast. I I don't know if that's a good or bad thing. We'll send you a dividend check. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. And uh, part of the bill. Yeah, and part of the bill. <laughs> you guys have a good night. See you next time. Have a See good one, guys.